We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the NBA front office show. And someone messaged me this morning and said, when are you guys planning to do another live show? And with the news that's been coming out today, I said, I think today might be a good day. Mega Man theme and all in effect. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, another wild day in the NBA. I had a buddy of mine who is a, a big football guy reach out to me and said, the NBA is trying to steal <laughs> the thunder of NFL trade deadline day. Is that what this is about? Or what is this madness that we're experiencing right now? Yeah, it did. I mean, is it stealing their thunder? Like, does anyone really care about the uh, uh, NFL trade deadline? It seems like they're making it a thing, though, right? It seems like there's some big guys on the move. Oh, my, my fantasy uh, here, team definitely so. cares. There you go. Yeah, we'll take it, right? Uh, but yeah, man, it is. Uh, yeah, it's the, the NBA is. Uh, you know, here they go. So we'll, we'll see. You know, where where this goes. It's been a uh, pretty wild day in the league. We cover that, that's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're joining us live, coming in from either Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, welcome in. We will take some questions and comments along the way. Uh, but let's. I mean, let's just not bury the lead. Let's get right into it. The Nets. I've decided to fire Steve Nash and then very quickly, like suspiciously quickly, pivoted to hire Ime Udoka, who is still or was still under contract with the Boston Celtics. Right. He was just suspended. So, Keith, what is going on here? I know you're going to have the Boston perspective up for us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you hit it, you know, on the, you know, on the nose there. It's firing Steve Nash or or did they? Because then minutes later, it was like a mutual parting of the ways, right. which, you know, we, we all know how that goes. There it's are no mutual. mutual partings in, you know, anytime anyone goes. So uh, now then, yeah, Ime Udoke was, uh, let's see, let's, uh, I'm going to pull up my, my little newsbreakers uh, uh, list here on Twitter. Um, Nash was let go. That happened at, let's see here. The Nets put that out there at 12.52 Eastern. Mm -hmm. Then we had, let's see, uh, Woj tweeted, Jacques Vaughn is the acting head coach tonight, but the Nets are going to inquire uh, with suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka, Quinn Snyder, among others, at 103. So 
roughly what's that 11 minutes later and then shams tweeted that yudoka is expected to be a strong front runner 153 so an hour later and then Woj tweeted it would be finalized in the next 24 to 48 hours about 10 or so minutes after that so yeah pretty rapid fire i, I would say this all uh you know came down with um nash getting fired and then Doka, which shockingly leads me to believe maybe something was happening prior to no uh, nash being fired maybe no come on (laughs) this is this is like this is like the coaching equivalent of free agency starting and one minute later a super complicated contract is already worked out by the way a little slap on the wrist for the 76ers for that didn't have that in my show notes for, for today but two second round picks don't think that's going to deter anyone from tampering in the future. I think that's a pretty acceptable yeah, cost. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get into that. In we a will. Little bit. But what? So what is this? I guess let's look at the the net side of this. They they let go of Steve Nash. A little bit weird, like in that they won their game last night. You don't sure. typically see a coach get let go after winning a game, but the context of that game was not great. They give up a, a big lead, almost lost to a, a Pacers team that is supposed to be tanking, and you know, so that's <laughs> that's not great. Um, and then so you let go of Steve Nash. And I don't think Steve Nash felt too bad about that. I imagine he in some way is, is relieved to be out of there. And then to turn around and go and hire the Celtics head coach or former head coach, I guess. Like, what are, what are you doing if you're the Nets, given everything that's going on with Emi Odoka? They've already got issues happening with Kyrie Irving. They've got plenty of drama there, and we'll talk about that in just a bit. Are the Nets just inviting drama? or what? I'm trying to make sense of this from their perspective, and it feels like, this is just going to lead to a lot more uncomfortable press conferences for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that last part, <laughs> that's absolutely true. I, it, they're going to have some, you know, interesting questions to answer. Right. And we're, we're going to hear because, you know, there were tweets that they were doing their due diligence and 20 minutes later, it was, you know, basically tweets that this is done. So, you know, either you've been doing that due diligence for a while or you basically said, yeah, it works for us. Let's hire them. Now, if we go strictly basketball, Ime Udoka is a terrific basketball coach. Proved that last year, Uh, you know, really got things, you know, in, in a great place with uh, uh, the Celtics, you know, by, by the end of the season took a little while uh, that that's for certain, but he definitely got them, you know, moving it, you know, to, to the finals, you know, and they, they could have won, won, won the championship. So, uh, so that, that part is very simple here. I don't think anyone's going to argue that he Udoka is not a better basketball coach than Steve Nash, but the Nets have a lot of issues that go beyond coaching. I mean, you could have dropped prime Phil Jackson or Red Auerbach into that locker room, and I don't know that they're fixing what's going on, you know, with, with that roster, with, with, you know, their product on the floor. Uh, they, they just have a lot of issues. So we'll see. You know, I, I think Yudoka will, in time, it, it's not going to be, it's obviously probably not going to be tonight, um, but in the next, uh, you know, let's say weeks to come, months to come, I'm sure he'll get them in a better place and they'll go from there. But yeah, I don't know, you know where that'll go uh, with this. So I, the challenge though is everything off the court just is a mess. And that's something that now the Nets are going to have to feel comfortable addressing and, you know, figuring all that stuff out. If that's going to be the challenge for them is how do you, you know, manage this whole situation from here? Obviously optics are not good 
uh, with what's going on here in terms of going from Steve Nash to Emi Odoko, who's got some some stuff following here here from uh, from Boston. And so sorting through all of this is not going to be easy for a Brooklyn team that is underperformed. Is there is there a path to this working out for the Nets that Emi Odoka is the becomes the spark that they needed? I mean, there's certainly talent on this team. Uh, can this actually work for them, or are they just going to drown in a sea of bad optics here? No, it can definitely work out. I mean, they've got a ton of talent on their roster. No, no one can deny that, right? We, we struggled preseason. We we're doing our predictions, like where do we put them? Because, and tell me if if I'm wrong on your read. We both believe in their talent. Yes, right. We we both think you know this team is loaded talent wise. It was just. Is it going to stay together? Is it all going to go completely sideways and fall apart? Um, they've definitely got some injury stuff they're working through still. Uh, you know, Seth Curry, Joe Harris still, you can tell, uh, even when they are playing, they're not 100% right, but hopefully they'll get there. Uh, there's always injury risk at this point with KD and Kyrie. They've both missed considerable time over the years. Uh, ben Simmons is out right now with a sore knee. There's a lot of stuff out there of, you know, what's really going on with him, you know, on the court, you can see he's not the player he was uh, with Philadelphia and, you know, maybe, maybe that's where it goes, but yeah, if he Doka can come in there and get these guys to play up to their abilities, which that's really going to be what he's tasked to do. Yeah. This team, team could be great, right? I, I don't think there's any real question about that. And, you know, they, they could be right in the mix to, to go to the finals. There's just a lot of stuff, you know, when you go through it of if, 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 you know, once you get past one or two ifs, that starts to be a little shaky that day you think you're going to fix it all at once. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should the Celtics have been expecting some sort of compensation? I know that the situation with Emi Odoka is a, is a difficult one. So maybe sure. they just want to wash their hands of it. But typically when you see a coach under contract, wind up with another team, well, we do have some precedent of some sort of draft compensation being, I mean, we think about Doc Rivers with the Clippers and, and that type of thing. Yeah, a um, couple things on that. So the Doc Rivers situation, which also obviously involved the Celtics, there is a – the NBA did not like that. They do not want coaches or front office executives being traded uh, per se. They don't even really want a, you know, in exchange for releasing them from a contract, we're going to give you, you know, picks or anything like that. It's just something that the league is not comfortable with. Uh, they, 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 they basically let that be known after the river situation happened. I, I think that was a uh, very much treated as, Hey, we're going to allow this, but this is not a thing we want to become something that is a regular occurrence. Now, from the Celtic side with this one is there seems to be some building uh, you know, thought out there reporting. I'm sure we'll get official word, uh, you know, whether it's you know truly official through the team or just you know one of the good reporters who covers them or covers the league nationally uh, gets the story of the Celtics, you know, didn't want compensation because they're basically washing their hands of the situation saying we're done. He's gone. Not our problem to deal with anymore more off we go but there is a you know good strong subset of celtics fans that are they should have told the nets no like give us something you yeah. know now people wanted you know people were already saying like they should get nick claxton for him which is like you still have would have had to make a trade where there would have right. had to be something salary wise and that gets super complicated but a second I, rounder or something exactly you know. yeah you know give us a couple second rounders give us a first rounder i think people think that's what you got for doc rivers you know so you should get a a first rounder for him in that situation but it's 
you know, that's not the way it appears it's going to have gone. Uh, you know, nothing is done yet. We're, we're not getting anything, uh, you know, official details yet, but but, but we'll see, you know, if, if, if anything happens. But it seems like as of right now, it's just going to be, you know, off we go. And it's not going to be a, uh, you know, there, there's not going to be anything more that happens. All right. Uh, we do need to also talk about the the Kyrie Irving situation yes. going on with, with the Brooklyn Nets. Let's um, start with... Yesterday, we tried to have a little bit of fun with yes. our Halloween show, and we did not. That would not have been the place. Um, we we didn't want to let the Josh Primo stuff linger longer, um, you know, because we we wanted to make sure we touched on that and, and got through the the you know kind of transactional details of that situation. But yeah, we 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 that was really why we didn't talk about Kyrie yesterday. So but we're, we're going to address it now for all those who asked and said, you know, Hey, we wish, cause we both got notes from people saying like, you guys are usually pretty good about talking these things and you had. So, so here right. we are. Yeah. We wanted to do some Halloween puns and just didn't feel it was appropriate to do Correct. that with, with Kyrie. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm sure by now everybody has seen the, the press conference um, that he did. And who was there? Was it Nick Fredell? Who, who did the, who was asking? I believe those questions. so. Yes. I believe uh, it was of ESPN. Yes. Yes. And, and he did a, a fantastic job. I I've been in enough of those pressers and stuff where when a player pushes back on something, the reporter is saying, typically you see the reporter just kind of back down and, right. and just let it go. And he didn't, he didn't, he stood his ground as much as he could to the point where Kyrie couldn't even really argue with him. All mm -hmm. he could do was try to talk over him and get, and get out of the, the question and try to move on. Um, which was interesting for a guy who says he's so, you know, open-minded and everything like can't, can't have handle a discussion or anything like that. But this is some troubling stuff that the Nets are going to have to deal with. Obviously, Josai already you know, mentioned that this is not something that, uh, that is, is tolerable. So where do you stand on this situation, Keith? What do the Nets do? Kyrie, you know, he says he's not promoting. I look at it as promoting uh, anti-Semitic content. Yeah, I don't pretend to have all the knowledge or answers in, in these things. I don't. There's a lot of these things where I, I am, you know, I'll call it what it is. I'm woefully uneducated and, and I don't understand all, all this stuff. And all I can try to do is is understand the different perspectives and points of view. But when I've seen so many people come back and then seeing some of the quotes and some of the things that are shared there, it is, um, you know, in, in that uh, video movie film or whatever we want to you know call it documentary i don't even know how to really you know describe the link he shared it seems like it's pretty hateful stuff and now is there is that controversial in and of itself of course right there, there's always going to be a you know a second side there but i think i'm going to lean towards those people i have trust to be fair and balanced saying it's truly hateful stuff in, in there so that does you know that leaves me uneasy and when you have the primary governor of the uh team basically saying like hey you can't promote you know anti-semitic language and in films that have that kind of thing in it and that that speaks volumes now the team the league released statements that to me are they're just you know just bland. words like right yeah we, we we don't you know nobody we don't support hate speech in any form Okay, like I think we all know that, right? Yeah. Like I, you shouldn't have to say that, but it's it's really is, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where I think it's, you know, you're you're gonna get into, you know, 
stuff here. So I, I'm going to say, um, you know, I'm going to go with well, if the owner is saying and pushing that story, then, you know, all right. But it's very clear. He also basically said, hey, I don't like what Kyrie did, but then nothing happened. He didn't, you know, find him, didn't suspend him, no. didn't do any of those things. And I'm not saying they should have uh, done those things or, or anything like that. I, I don't, you know, know enough about that situation. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it just, you know, all around everything with the Nets right now just feels kind of gross to, to me. The, the whole situation just seems very, you know, messy and gross. And it's just, you know, they're, they're inviting a lot of questions on, you know, into them, you know, and for all the people in the chat that are, you know, saying free speech, free speech, it's fine guys say what you want. I, you know, it's, it's free speech as long as you agree with the message. And then the minute it's not, you, you don't want it out there either. So I don't really care what any of you have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really that that's the the concern. It's could look Kyrie admitted that he has a large platform and that platform carries mm -hmm. with it power, and then later said he doesn't he doesn't have a, a platform or, or yeah. whatever. Like I, I that's think typical Kyrie. Like well, he, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He's gonna contradict yeah. himself. But when that's the case, like that's that's part of why this matters so much. It's not just look Kyrie is free speech or whatever. It's are there things that he's putting out there that are going to potentially incite violence? Are there things that could be harmful that, that he's putting out there? And when he's saying, well, you know, putting this out there on my platform is not me promoting it. That's not really the way social media works. Unless you're making some commentary for or against what, what you're putting out. If you are, are pushing something out there on your platform, you are inherently promoting what's there and, and subscribing to, to what you're putting out. So I don't think that defense necessarily works in this situation either. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, you, you can't, you know, it's it's like the people who put in their bio on Twitter, like likes and, and retweets aren't endorsements. Uh, you have the ability to quote tweet. It's very easy to to do that. And, and you know, I, I get it. You know, there's a lot of people who think everything Kyrie does is great and are never sure. going to kind of tur turn you know, on him. So, you know, it is what it is, you know, that's fine. I mean, if that's the way people you know, want to support, support guys and, and I, Hey, I witnessed it firsthand. There were a whole lot of people in Boston who screamed Kyrie is misunderstood when he came to the Celtics. And the minute they left, they're like, you know what? A lot of people in Cleveland were right. Um, I imagine that's going to happen, you know, in another place where in an era though, where a lot of people are fans of players over teams. And, and I think that's perfectly fine. You know, I've talked about that sure. over and over again. That's you know where you want to be. So I, I think you know it's just a uh, you know you know it's just a different world where we're in right now. It's a it's a world where you know people are going to support some people almost no matter what they do, and if they want to go that way, like it, there there's not a whole lot we can you know say or do about it. But as far as the Nets go, these are all questions they're going to have to answer now, right. uh, and you're only adding on top of that if you bring in. You know, a coach, whether you think Ime Udoka should have been suspended or let go or not, or whatever you think about that situation, there are going to be questions that this Nets front office, probably ownership group, and Udoka himself, and ultimately the players, because that's how it works, is going to be a lot of questions that they're going to have to answer in the middle of trying to turn around a basketball season that has not really started the way they wanted it to start. Correct. Yeah, it's it's just a lot that they're going to have to deal with as they try to figure out some way to get back in the win column. And it could just be that they've got enough talent to where they do. That's that's certainly possible. But 
These are some rough waters for them to navigate for sure. All right, <laughs> guys, Trevor and I are not con- trying to control the way people think. If you think, uh, you know, a, cu- a couple guys on a basketball show can can have that kind of power. I mean, <laughs> I mean, thanks, I guess, if you think that's the kind of sway we have in the world. But come on, be reasonable. No, no. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NBA and their streaming rights situation, because that is a story that, that's popped up. Apparently, they're wanting one billion dollars for streaming rights for games for next season. You know, I'm looking at what's going on with Amazon Prime and the NFL for Thursday night football. Maybe a few of those matchups would have been would have been better off not <laughs> being on streaming so that you have to you have to pay for them like that. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the NBA looking to potentially go that route. Are could this change the way that we consume basketball? I mean, it feels like we're in the middle of a shift in the way we consume you know entertainment anyway. Sports is starting to follow along in terms of streaming. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been well behind everything else, but nonetheless, the NBA now potentially getting in on the streaming situation. And then I wonder what this means for say like NBA league pass. Yeah. Hey, there, there's obviously, there's a lot of stuff here. This, this could be that entryway into maybe Amazon, Apple. I, I know you put them both in the thing. Cause we know they're both very interested. They could come in um, and, replace league pass you know uh, rebrand rebuild league pass or or, or whatever you want to call it i know a lot of people who stream uh league pass um that's not how i um you know watch the majority of my my nba but i know a lot of people have a lot of issues and and it seems like it's constantly broken and things don't work and those kind of things but it is i've watched enough amazon um of the, the their nfl package yeah, the games have been kind of crappy, um, but that's not their fault. No, but the their uh, production and package is pretty it's good. Fun. It's pretty slick, mm-hmm. right? It actually, yeah, it looks pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think we're in a position where for the league uh, as a whole, so the teams, the players, everybody involved, get that money, right? If they're going to give you a billion dollars for rights, awesome. That's a billion dollars that gets split up amongst uh, 30 teams and, you know, 500 plus players. Like, like, I think that's great. You know, so I think that is, you know, really, you know, um, you know, good stuff, right? Right. I I think it's, uh, you know, really, you know, important to, to, you know, put, put that uh, in there. So I think it's, it becomes, um, what what is this going to look like? Is it going to be one game a week, two games a week? Is it going to be like a TNT type package where you know, all right, they they have uh, you know, I don't know, they have Wednesday night, you know, NBA or whatever it is. I think ESPN has that right now, or Friday night NBA is on Amazon. But we'll we'll see what that looks like. But I do think this is a push into uh, more and more headed in this direction. Well, somebody in our chat mentioned that League Pass, you can get it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yes, look, but it's still League Pass. But it's still League Pass. Yeah. What I'm saying is there going to be something that is separate where you are right. required. Like right now, I subscribe to NBA League Pass because, you know, of course. Um, but I subscribe to the web version of it. So if I want to watch it on my TV, I use my smart TV and I go through the app and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I, and I haven't had many problems with it, honestly. I know That's because you're younger are- and more technologically savvy than I am. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I need to do the old I'm school. not that much younger than, than you, but but I haven't had a ton of You just look it. That's all. With that's all. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I I haven't had many, many issues with with league pass. I know other people have, but I guess the question becomes, it, does it become like the NFL where you have to have a specific streaming package in order yes. to see these games? Like that's probably what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I guess my concern is that we start transitioning. Just this is talking big picture in terms of how we consume sports and entertainment. Uh, we're already living in a world where now, you know, you can't just have like say dish or, or Cox cable or, or whatever, right? You have to have, all these different streaming services in order to see all these different shows, um, which actually I think is an improvement compared to the old cable system. And there's more, uh, mm-hmm. there, there's more choice in there. You have more ability to pick and choose what you're going to see. I, I think we are moving in the right direction there. My concern though, would be that the best case scenario for the consumer and what we've all been crying for, for so long is give me one thing that has all of the games, yep. no blackouts, no regional restrictions, Nothing like, no, no, oh, this one's on national TV this time. Give me one place where I can see all of the games. That's yep. the best scenario for the consumer. And so now if we end up with some of the games are on TNT, some of the games are on ESPN, some of them are on you know NBC or whatever. I know there's, you know, the, that Venn diagram, there's, there's some, mm-hmm. some crosses there. But then you've got some that are on NBA TV, which that's a different subscription for some people to, to go see. Some of the games you're only going to be able to watch if you're on League Pass. And now you're also, if you really want yeah, to be able to see all the games, I, you've got to get Amazon Prime as well or whatever it is. That's That would be a concern that you have to have. You have all these different portals through which you have to have all of them in order to see the games that you want. Exactly. That That's the challenge is I, I don't want fan. This is not why this works so well for the NFL is there are no or, or, you know, very limited local streaming or local broadcasts, right? It's, it's the, you know, even here in Florida, where I live in central Florida, there are not always people who are, you know, we don't always get the Florida team games, right? Some, sometimes it's, you know, we're getting whatever the national game is, uh, you know, of interest there. So that's where it is very, very different with the NBA because they have local streaming rights. Same thing with major league baseball, same thing with the NHL. Um, so that's where, where it works very well in the NFL because you're generally looking for one game a week. And as long as, all right, you know, sometimes I watch on CBS, sometimes it's on Fox, sometimes it's on ESPN, Sometimes it's on NBC or sometimes it's on Amazon. It's very easy when you're looking for one game that week and I got to go find it. It's very different when you are, you know, never mind baseball. Like I, I'll tell you, I get extremely frustrated this baseball season trying to watch the games I wanted to watch because 
it was, oh, tonight's an Amazon game. Oh, this is an Apple game. Right. Oh, this is on MLB Extra Innings. That gets frustrating. Um, you know, yeah. Oh, this one's only on ESPN. Yeah. And it, it's going to be the same way with the NBA. That's going to be, to your point, I would love to see them make a, a way where they could come in and say, yeah, we're going to do one thing, right? It's going to be, you know, I don't even care if it's, hey, pay a little bit more, you know, pay, pay $120 yeah. and you get everything, right? That, that's it. You, you know, come to, come to this app or whatever it is and you've got everything and off we go. I just don't know that it's going to actually go that way um, just because of, you know, there's too much money involved right now. You know, when you can get TNT, ESPN, looks like probably Amazon paying you big money, plus all these local providers that they're going to keep going down that, that path. Well, and, and credit to the NBA for lowering the price drastically for league pass this year to be, to be competitive. And so that was, you know, a step in the right direction, but you know, we had, um, we had a comment come in that said, uh, Ryan said, I'd like a red zone type channel. That so shows whichever game You're has the closest it. score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be You're trying. That, that would be fun to, to have that kind of thing in there. Um, and, and then you've got this weirdness. I've got I get people all the time telling me, uh, telling me, well, the the game's on TNT. Like if you're watching the West Coast game, and it's on TNT, and there's an East Coast game on before time, and you've got it, it drives us insane. You've got a blowout game in the East Coast game, and some crazy head coach is taking a timeout with a minute left <laughs> and the other yeah. games already started and they won't switch over. You've got, I mean, look, we could complain all day about, about the TV broadcast and stuff, but there's some craziness in there that I would like to see fixed. I think that streaming provides a lot of avenues to fix some of these things and to give the consumers more options and more choice and more control over what they're seeing. But you also have to be willing to go down that path instead of putting your product through as many different portals as possible. And so I just want to make sure well, I'm hoping, I don't have any way to make sure, but I'm hoping that the NBA doesn't get too far where, like you're saying with baseball, you've got to look through all these different places just to find the game that you want. Yeah, Dre in the chat says about, about the idea of like a red stream said, that'd be dope, but they would have to watch for a while, not like mm -hmm. football where you can do in the red zone. And that that is 100% true, right? Like like football, it's, it's you know, I mean, I used to watch red zone all the time, especially when I was deep into the fantasy football world. It was like, you know, the go-to. Um, yeah, it, it, the NBA doesn't necessarily work that way. One thing I do, um, though, the NBA is trying something next week. So next Monday on the 7th, um, if we remember, the NBA took Election Day, the 8th, off. They said, as part of our support for Election Day, they are. Um, we are not going to play on Election Day. Everybody, you know, go vote. Go, go do your thing. So what they're doing on Monday is everybody's playing. There are 15 games. All 30 teams are going to play. The first game of the night is Wizards-Hornets at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's not unusual. Then every 15 minutes, all the way through 10.30 p.m. Eastern, a game tips off. All staggered. Nobody starts at the same time wow. uh, on that Monday. That is clearly saying, well, if we're going to give the whole league the middle of the week off without any kind of break built in, or middle of the week day off, we got to get games in on the other days. So let's try something. And that, to me, is let's see what this looks like. Let's see. Are people hopping around? My guess is, are they calling it crunch time? 
I want to say that's the, oh. the new thing they're doing. Right. I think Jared Greenberg hosts it. I believe it's called Crunch Time. I think what they're going to do is they're going to go um, heavy on Crunch Time that night, and they'll pop around. What you obviously right, your hope is is you get twenty out of thirty close games, and you can pop to and and get to a um, a place where it is. I can watch the last five minutes. I can watch the last five minutes. I can watch the last sure. five minutes of all these games and go. So that's that's where I th- think they're headed for uh, with, with this, try, trying this new thing on, on Monday night. Um, it's not going to be often you're going to see 30 teams play, but even if you can stagger by 15 minutes and put games in their own uh, kind of individual mini window, it might work for something that is red zone approximate. I, it's never going to be red zone, but no. you know, red zone approximate. You might be able to get to the end of you know, the last five minutes of a whole bunch of different games throughout the night. See, football is is different in that there's so many stoppages and very little actual on play. Like somebody did this. They they charted the amount of actual clock is moving like and yeah. the ball is in play time in a football game it's comically low. it's 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 like it's lower like when you think it's going to be low it's lower than that right yeah. like it's it's ridiculous i don't have the exact number but it's ridiculously low so with all those stoppages it makes it easier to hop around to the different games and red zone does a fantastic job i watch it every sunday yeah. um but i so i don't know because basketball has a lot more time with the ball in play i don't know exactly how that would work but could you jump around to games that are and as you said, crunch time, maybe that's something that uh, that could actually work. So I'm excited. I didn't know that they were doing that. And that's uh, I'm interested to see how that works out with the NBA. Um, this comment says with a super chat. Thank you. Said outside of the USA League Pass works for all games. Cheers from yeah. Chile. Well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, and you guys are fortunate. I can tell you I can tell you that because if you can see all of the games on one platform that. That's the dream. <laughs> that is the dream for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean that's because you don't have the broadcast rates, right? Correct. Like that's that's the 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 challenge here. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley got traded from. The, I just from saw the that to to the him. Jaguars, good, the Jaguars. I guess, I guess he's able to go and um, play again. Which that talk about ridiculous suspensions. Oh my that gosh, was, what did what did he bet? Like fifteen hundred dollars? I don't or even know. Was when he was yeah, whatever. Something that's crazy not, like we, that. That's not for us to cover. Um, this just came across. Uh. Chris Middleton assigned to the Wisconsin herd for practice today. Let's go. That's good news. Seems like he's getting close to, you know, maybe coming back soon. So that's uh that, that's really good news uh, to, to, to see, you know, for them. Not like the bucks need it. They're, they're absolutely rolling uh, the yeah. league right now, but, uh, but yeah, good, good news. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I always want to hear about players who are getting mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, Jakob Pertl. Let, let's talk about him. Sure. Underrated. Jakob Pertl. I feel like people around the NBA don't have a good grasp of how how good he he really is. Um, for the Spurs, for the five and two San Antonio Spurs. What is happening? The, the Spurs are five <laughs> and two, and the Jazz are what six and two now. Yeah. What what on earth is going yep. on here? Um, the NBA where where crazy things Upside happen. Um, but Jakob Pertl uh, can sign an extension with the Spurs, but they're limited on the number that can be agreed upon. Yep. Um, on his contract, only pays nine point four million right now. So what's what's going on? Why is he most likely not signing an extension, Keith? Yeah. So when you make uh, you know as little and little in quotes there as sure. you know Jakob Pertl, you know all relative in the NBA, um, you can only get one hundred and twenty percent of your your current salary or one hundred and twenty percent of the average salary. So in this situation, what what uh, 
well, what happens with Jakob Pertl? He's eligible for what I call the Dinwiddie extension because Spencer Dinwiddie is uh, one of the more notable players to sign this. And that starts at about $12.9 million, uh, would start next season, and that would go by a maximum of four years, uh, $58 million. So we'll roughly call it $15 million a year. So in this case, I think Jakob Pertl is the kind of saying, nah, I might be one of the best, if not the best centers available on the market. Um I might hold out and wait and see uh, all these teams with cap space. A handful of them do need a center. Uh, if they miss out on some other targets, I might land 15 million in first year salary, never mind average salary. So I think that's why they are uh, uh, looking into a point where, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to um, uh, sign right now because I, it's probably not going to be enough. Uh, spoiler alert. I will have a piece coming on this. Maybe tomorrow, if not tomorrow, Thursday, um, about Jakob Pertl and uh, uh, Miles Turner in another kind of situation that could potentially be a play um, with, with Turner more so that makes uh, you know uh, uh, extension for him a little bit more likely potentially if uh, you know the Pacers want to go that direction. No, obviously, assuming. He is not uh, convinced the Lakers to trade for him by that. That's right. He's, he's trying. <laughs> he is. He is uh, sending over maybe some cookies or something right now to to the Lakers front office with a with a little note saying, "Hey, please, yeah. please trade for me." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like one of those um, Valentine's cards. It's like, "Do you like me? You know, will you trade for me?" Check check, yes. check the box. Yes yeah. or no. <laughs> um. Miles Turner, look, Miles Turner and Jakob Pertl are both guys who have been linked to the Lakers. And when I see this, though, that he's not willing to sign a contract extension, like Brian Windhorst mentions Jakob Pertl is a trade candidate. Well, this, I would have to think, greatly diminishes his trade value because a team that would trade for him would want to give him an extension. They don't want to give up assets for him. And then, oh, wait, I'm going to explore free agency and I'm gone. Right. I mean, that's you still get his bird rights. So sure. if you're looking at it and saying, yeah, you know, we're good with giving you, you know, 75 million over the next four years, 80 million. I think then you would feel, feel good with that. So, yeah, I think there is a chance um, that maybe they don't go that direction as far as like not wanting to trade for him. I, I think you could still see plenty of trade in interest in Jakob Pertl. You just have to have the conversation ahead of time of, Hey, right. if we trade for you and we give you a fair offer, are you willing to stay here? Yep. Um, that's, that's just something you need to know before you Same go thing and, with and any us. expiring guy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You've got to be in the right spot there. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, and to, to the point of, yeah, he, he, uh, somebody said in the chat, he does, he does not shoot free throws well. Um, that, and that's uh, being kind <laughs> to to him. Um, let, let's let's regroup uh, back to the topic of the day real quick before we close out the show here, um, guys. If you're just joining now, um, you know, roughly a thousand people jumped in here, which is great. Um, we appreciate that last minute unplanned show. Um, there are. We talked that stuff right off the jump on it. If you missed it, you can go back and watch later. It's I think we're both of the opinion, I'll at least speak for myself, is the Nets have just created a million questions for themselves that they're gonna have to answer in the next, you know, couple weeks, months, however long it takes uh for them. And they'll they'll go go for there uh with that. So I think it's um you know gonna be something that that they're gonna have to um you know really you know, be able and ready to answer. And I don't think the New York media, as to Trevor's point with like Nick Friedel with uh, Kyrie the other day, they're not just going to take, hey, we just want to talk about basketball. 
Like yeah. they're, they're going to push. It's going to be, be more uh, push from, from there. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, just let's talk about basketball is, is going to fly as answers. They're not going to go that direction. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. And that's going to be something to keep an eye on here. It's something the Nets are going to have to deal with um, in the coming weeks. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us on this live edition of the NBA front office show. Make sure you are subscribing over on our YouTube channel. Follow us on the NBA front office. Hey, show shout out. Feed. Sorry. Shout out to the chat for keeping it civil. We appreciate that guys. That's that is, you know, really good stuff that, yep. you know, everybody didn't, you know, just go at each other and, you know, go crazy. Like that's, you know, if we had a little bit more of that. I think we'd all be in a much better place. So you know, right. shout out for that. Indeed. Indeed. All right, everybody, have a fantastic day. Stay safe and see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.